0: Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's Nick. Oh, I'm in the Bronx in New York in a tiny room. Can you hear it? Oh, the hustle and bustle. The movie that we're going to do next, so you can watch if you want, is Pet Cemetery from 1989. Also, I would like to credit a couple of people, the guy who did our uh, artwork his name is Sam Parisi. Um, thank you for doing the artwork. The zombified faces of me and Joe are really cool. And the logo's great. Uh, also, the theme song, uh, the music of it, uh, is Justin Randall Brook from Atlanta. Uh, he's an actor and writer, and he's a wonderful man. Love him a lot. That's, uh, and it's, it, yeah, that's me saying the only horror movie podcast. Um, so that is not Justin, but Justin set it all up, uh, the music, and he's, he's the best. Anyways, this has been way too long, so goodbye. The only horror movie podcast with Nick and Joe. <laughs> okay, Joe, we're on. All right, we're back. We did it. Yes, that this- was a record fast setup for us. Yeah, we did it really fast because I'm in a rush. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's uh, this is episode ten. Yeah. It's very exciting. That's a milestone. That's a milestone. Yeah, for sure. Also, uh, in celebration for episode 10, we also hit over a thousand downloads. Today, yeah. Which is amazing. Two milestones in one day. Yeah, absolutely stunning performances on our part. Yeah, I think so. I'm proud of us. I'm proud yeah. of what we've accomplished here. Welcome to the Only Horror Movie Podcast, everybody. I am Nick. And I'm Joe. And uh, this is a show where Joe is uh, Joe's a horror vet. Right? Knows a lot about horror. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching them for a very long time. Very long time, and I don't know anything. I am a a newbie, just dipping my toes in. So uh, every week, Joe tells me to watch a new movie, a new horror flick. And I watch it, and I come back, and we talk about it. Yeah, we talk about it on the podcast. That's uh, right.
1: Hopefully, for your listening pleasure. Yeah, hopefully, you guys have a lot of pleasure
0: listening to this. Yeah, I hate that word. <laughs> I don't like it either. <laughs> it's creepy, a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Um, but we uh, we don't want to be creepy here, folks. We just want to say that we love you for listening, and uh, we deeply appreciate it. And um, again, if you want to take the time to subscribe, write a review, leave us five stars, do all the things that you like yeah. to do for
1: podcasts. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can email us at theonlyhorrormoviepod at
0: gmail.com. That's right. It all helps us out very much, and we appreciate it a whole lot. We really do. We truly, truly do. We can't stress that enough. We're also working on a Patreon. Um, yeah. It's on its way. Yeah, we're going to get uh, some fun content for you guys, some additional cool stuff. Yeah, we're just trying to figure out you know, uh, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> But once we do, uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. We're going to make it worth your while for sure. Totally. So this week's movie is Slither from 2006. 2006. 2006. 2006. And uh, boy, what a movie that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, really something else. Yeah, nothing can prepare you, you know, it's no. kind of, it's very unique. No, but it's very fun. I mean, it's a, it's a funny movie It's you know, James Gunn, you know, he's got comedy chops. He's, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's and uh, he's done very well since this movie too. Yes. Yes, he has. Yeah. I don't know. The movie was really funny, uh, really gross, uh, spooky stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, boy, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm glad to hear
1: that. Cause you know, I thought this is one where, you know, it can be a polarizing one, but I think
0: sure i think it's a fun movie it's a very fun it's definitely a fun movie it makes you squirm but it has a lot of great jokes in it and uh i mean elizabeth banks who i just love and have had a crush on since i was a young boy
1: oh yeah she's she's one of the she's such a great
0: actor yeah the whole cast i think are really really solid yeah but uh i don't know man How, how are you doing
1: i'm good man i'm good you know went to a music festival this past weekend yeah you know, saw uh, LCD sound system and Latigra, nice. turnstile idols. Nice, great time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was my birthday. It was. Yeah. Yep. Happy so, birthday again. I know. You. I. You know. I got to stop by. We had been at the festival all day, so everyone was like worn out and ready to go home. But we wanted to come out at least for a bit. Yeah, and I appreciate you making
0: the time to come out. You
1: know, it was yeah. nice
0: to see a bunch of my buddies.
1: Yeah, a good turnout. A lot of our great comic friends at the Roost. Yeah, really cool. Los Angeles birthday. Um, Some great comedian birthdays at that bar in particular. Truly. That's where Nikki uh, thought that the cast of Silicon Valley was there for our friend Monique's birthday. And yeah. She made friends with all of them before she realized that they were there for... A different comedian's birthday on the same night. I think it was
0: Kumail Nanjiani's. I uh, know it was a uh, Kurt Brownholder, Kurt Pranler, but, but Kumail was there. Kumail was I met there. Kumail that night. Yeah. Uh, who else was there? Um, uh, Martin Starr, Kristen Shaw, yeah, Joel Osment, Haley Joel Osment. That's yeah. right. That's the one I saw joyfully walk into the bar from outside. Yeah,
1: that's the one who Nick uh, Nicky met outside, and then who in turn
0: introduced her to all the other like. That's uh, great. Yeah, I mean he's a, he seems like a nice fella.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I think he, you know, he's uh, definitely out to get laid that and he's truly still coasting
0: on that sixth sense. Oh, totally. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I would too. Smart guy. Yeah. Uh, What's what's the thing that's happening with me is I'm going to New York tomorrow Mm -hmm. uh, for two months and uh, Joe and I will be doing this podcast remotely, uh, which is something we still got to figure out, but we're getting there. Yeah.
1: And I think getting 10 episodes in person is a good, you know, good way to start out. I think we got, you know, got it figured out now. We just have to work out the details of the
0: recording the remote thing yeah. yeah which uh i have two i have a couple coming here to stay at my place while i'm gone and they're gonna be here and uh you know probably a couple hours, so couple we, got hours. A, we got a bit of a time crunch we do got a bit of a time crunch but i am pretty stressed out um but I, I, you know, I got my place in order, I think. I it just, looks really nice. I think thanks. Yeah,
1: it looks nice and clean yeah. and orderly. And I think they'll be happy to stay here for two months.
0: Yeah, good. Thanks. I think I cleaned up a little too much. I put away my computer, which I re- immediately regretted as I was doing it. Oh, I was, yeah. like, I was like, why did I do this? Because you know? you're going to have to set it all up again. I have to set it all up again. It was just dumb. It didn't yeah. matter. Well, you know. I made it comfortable for them. Yeah. You know, they'll have a nice workspace. They have, Yeah, they'll be good. Yeah. So... I think uh, because of you know our, our little time crunch here, we should really get into this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We got to get right into it with this one because yeah. I, I got a lot of notes and we don't have to get through all of them. Sure. Uh, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with some uh, up top notes?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, just the the basics. Uh, Slither uh, came out in 2006. is written and directed by James Gunn, who we mentioned, uh, and it stars Nathan Fillion, Elizabeth Banks, Greg McHenry, Michael Rooker, and Tanya Saulnier. Ah, Tanya Saulnier. Yeah, music by Tyler Bates. Right he on. He's on a lot of James Gunn's other movies. Oh, nice. Uh, and then I guess just a little bit on James Gunn before we get into the movie. Uh, James Gunn's an American filmmaker and actor. He began his career as a screenwriter in the 90s and later had his directorial debut with Slither in 2006. Uh, his writing credits include the Troma films Tromeo and Juliet and Terror Firmer, uh, The Specials, the Scooby-Doo movie, uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, the 2004 remake, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, the video game Blipop Chainsaw, Movie 43, and the Belko Experiment. Uh, Then he went on to work extensively in the superhero genres, uh, writing and directing Super, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Volumes 1 through 3. Well, I think 3 is not to come out yet. Sure. Uh, But uh, the Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker uh, TV series, as well as James Gunn's PG Porn. Okay. It's a uh, parody of porn featuring all the non-sexual scenes.
0: Great. I love
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Scooby-Doo. Yeah. it's Scooby-Doo. He did the Scooby-Doo. All kinds
1: of fun stuff. That's great. Yeah. I feel like I've seen everything I've seen of his. He doesn't have a bad movie. So yeah. Like, you know. He's got some bad jokes. We brought that up. Yeah. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked a little bit last episode how he nearly got canceled. <laughs> yeah. Got fired and rehired over
0: some bad uh, tweets. Yeah. But he got out. He made it out. He crawled out of the hole, and yeah, we're well, the, proud of him.
1: Yeah, and like a, a bunch of like actors and direct, a bunch of people really went to bat for him over that. Like you know, we yeah. had all these people lobbying. I forget who it was who
0: hired, fired him. Sure, we hired him. Marvel, I guess. Sure. Well, that's good. I'm yeah. glad he made it out. So Disney keep making movies. Funny stuff, James Gunn. Should, mm-hmm. we, should we get into the plot? Yeah, yeah. Let's go through it. Okay. So I will say up top, I took a lot of notes, Joe. Okay. And I'm, it's more notes that I've ever taken. And yeah. I'm a little worried about it. Well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. And please feel free to comment. You know, don't let that that stop you from commenting and adding stuff as I go along. I won't. But, okay. you know, I'll keep in mind that we are in a bit of a time crunch. We are in a so bit of a time crunch. Wanna... But we might have more time than I, than I think. We'll get to it. Here we go, folks. Yeah. Okay. So this is Slither, 2006. We open on outer space. We see a massive asteroid. We cut to a cop car in front of a billboard that says, welcome to Wheelsley, the wheels of the future. We cut to inside the police car. Two cops, Wally and Bill party. Bill is asleep with his hat over his head. Wally is watching a bird through the the speed gun, like the speed radar. Yeah. He says, uh, whippoorwill flies about 27 miles an hour. Bill's like, yeah, sure, whatever. We cut back to the asteroid that's just entering the atmosphere, starting to break apart and catch on fire, right? Wally explains that he's never wrong about these things. He's like, I thought it was at least like 30. Normally I can look at anything and tell you how fast it's going. And then right behind them, we see that the asteroid hits the earth, but they don't know. They don't notice a thing. No. We cut to a POV of something in the forest running around frantically. Yeah. Kind of evil dead style camera work there. That's right. And it seems like uh, it's searching for something. And then we land on a small, what seems to be like an egg or some kind of spore, a vessel, you know? Yeah, real slimy. Slimy and gray. It's a very slimy movie. Slimy movie. It cracks open down the center, and it reveals that inside is like a bunch of red guts. It almost looks like a pumpkin. And then over that slither, and country music starts to play. Yeah, yeah. Right? And now we cut to a sign that reads, deer cheer kickoff party Friday night. And there's a picture of a, a deer with... Uh, its head in the sights of a rifle yeah right so we automatically we already think like okay so this is some kind of like hunting festival yeah it's a kickoff of deer season <laughs> that's right and so uh, we're in a little trucker town like a hunting town people are out and about man smoking a cigarette woman in a wheelchair uh lots of like motorcycles men in cowboy hats and handlebar mustaches Lots and, of bumpkin type people just yeah around. bumpkins this is a small town south carolina that's, that's right okay south carolina i never knew that uh, a man pulls up to a parking space, but the, there's like this big truck blocking his way. Right. And he screams, get the fuck out of the way, cocksucker. And then we see this uh, a little girl and her mom watching this all go down. The man looks over and catches the the mom staring at her. And she says, uh, morning, Mayor. So this is Mayor Jack McCready. Yeah. This is our introduction to him. He smiles with a very like presidential kind of grin, you know, and he waves back and they walk away just awkwardly. And he says to himself, well, easy come, easy go. And we cut to a classroom now. And a teacher writes on the chalkboard in cursive, survival of the fittest. She says, when Darwin said fittest, he didn't mean strong or the most intelligent or or any one of these traits. He meant those organisms most well suited to their environments. And I'm talking about this because it's important. Oh, yeah. Comes into play. That's right. She says, and we humans, we think we're more fit, more evolved because we're smarter. Now, this is Starla Grant or to the kids, Miss Grant. And it's played by the sweet, wonderful Elizabeth Banks, who I love. She's the best. She's just the best. And she's like a sweet Southern belle in this movie. Mm -hmm. One of her early roles. That's right. A young male student uh, watches Miss Grant's butt move as she walks. He's just checking her out. She says, we've only been on this earth for two million years. There's one young lady who notices uh, the boy next to her drawing Miss Banks nude, and he's working very meticulously on her tits. Very detailed. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and then the girl pokes her with, a, with her pencil. Starla goes on, she says, we think we're smarter because we're neophytes, but we've only been on this earth for two million years, give or take. The cockroach, that fellow's been on earth for 350 million years, so based on that, which is the more successful species? And then we cut. Now, we see a sign out front that says, Earl Bassett Community School, congratulations, cooters. Nice little joke there. Earl Bassett, Spread uh, Ward's character from Tremors. Oh, shit. Yeah. Why? <laughs> He's a, the, this whole movie is chock full of references. <laughs> right on. I have a whole list of them we'll go through. Great. Yeah, and cooters is just kind of, it's another word for vagina, so it's just a little silly joke there. Yeah, also turtles. And turtles. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so school's out now, right? Starla is talking to another teacher in the parking lot, and this, this teacher's kind of like a boring, nerdy fella. He's environmental science teacher and he's just talking to her and whatever. Yeah. It's James Gunn too. And that's James Gunn. That's correct. And so mid conversation, Starla's husband walks up and takes her away with him. This is Grant Grant. Yeah. (laughs) Same first and last name. That's right. I did not misspeak. (laughs) Uh, And this is played by Michael Rooker. And to describe this guy, he looks like Heisenberg without a goatee. A little bigger and scarier. Though. A little bigger and scarier, a for, for sure. more intimidating. Yeah. Like, doesn't need the goatee to be yeah. scary.
1: He was Merle in uh, Walking Dead. He was Henry in
0: Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yes. And so, uh, I didn't know any of those things. I just acted like I knew it. Uh, so, Starla says, oh, he's, just, he's teaching environmental science. He wanted to borrow my lesson plan. Grant says, I know what he wants to borrow, and I ain't lended it. So, we already got, like, right up top, this guy's kind of a controlling husband, right? A bit, yeah. Yeah. So we cut to the crosswalk and there's three officers at the crosswalk and they're helping kids across uh, the crosswalk. This is bill party from earlier and Margaret and Trevor. Now I don't, this is one thing I didn't understand mm-hmm. why bill was there because the, the, the chief other, of police acting the the chief, as a crossing guard, the chief of police is there casually dressed, leaning against a, a, a fire hydrant with a cup of coffee. And he's just watching Starla across the parking lot.
1: You know, I get the impression that there's not a whole lot to do in wheelsy,
0: you know, that's fair. OK, that's fair. That's a good that's a good point.
1: Besides, you know, stare at the
0: one pretty lady who lives there. If you look at all the other residents, pretty much. Right. Trevor sees uh, Bill looking at, at Starla and, and Trevor says, that's one match I'll never get. Margaret basically says that she's like Starla is just this young girl raised poor. And she just wanted like a nice rich man to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And Bill is like, no, 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 her daddy was a drunk. She's 17 years old. You think about this, Grant pulls up, big Cadillac, house on the hill, college tuition. What would you do? And then uh, Margaret says, blow off, which I don't know what that means, but she says blow off. Yeah, I don't know either. And then Bill says, hey, if he had a Jana, you'd marry him, too. Uh, a little detail here. Margaret is a lesbian. And then a little kid looks up and says, what's a Jana?" And Bill says, uh, it's a country where Chinese people come from. And then he shoots the boy away. <laughs> Uh, learn to eavesdrop better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, learn to eavesdrop better, he says. So we ca- We cut to a, a massive white suburban home, and it's the evening time, right? We hear Grant calling for Starla. He's like, Sugar Plum, remember that name. He says, you come into bed. Grant is lying in bed. And a little call back here to our movie that we were just watching. Yeah. Rogue. He's watching a crocodile snap a zebra's head uh, out of the water.
1: Yeah. I thought, I thought about that. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. All these
0: movies, they seem to like they all connect in some weird way. Yeah. And we don't know. Maybe this is like a, a call, like a foreshadowing of some kind of thing. Right. So Starla gets into bed and Grant just starts going at her. He's very horny. So Starla has her curlers in. She's clearly not ready to do this. And she's like, I'm, not, I'm just not in the mood. And Grant's like, oh, come on. It's been such a long time. We need it. And she's like, no, I don't have just like a switch that I can turn on. And Grant's like, sure you do. And he flicks her nipples and he laughs. And she's like, that's disrespectful. It pushes him off of her. And Grant gets up and he says, when are you ever in the mood? And he gets up and he gets dressed and puts his slacks on. And she's like, where are you going? He says, I'm going on a walk. And now we cut to inside of a dive bar and there's this woman on stage singing karaoke and it's yeah. very awkward. She's singing a crying game by Boy George. Yeah, it's a, it's a great mo- just, moment. So just stone faced and frozen. <laughs> yeah, uh, an audience of like five or six watches her and in the audience is our buddy Grant Grant, who's getting drunk by himself. A woman saunters up to Grant says hello. And he tries to put her face to something, but he can't figure it out. He's like, yeah. And she says, I'm Megan Montgomery's little sister. And Megan Montgomery was a a girl that Grant dated in high school. And he's blown away. He's like, Brenda? And this is Brenda Gutierrez. And yes, it's a different last name because she is also married. So, Brenda, like, mentioned something about it. She's like, oh, my sister was always a big, fat cow. So, when she says, he says, like, oh, you couldn't have been more than 10 years old. Right. And so, so he, she, she says, oh, hell, I was game. Yeah. she Yeah. So, she says about Megan, she's like, i had been thinking, what is he seeing her? And he's like, oh, come on. You must have been 10 or 11. She's like, uh, which is like, yeah, it's gross. I don't, I don't condone this. No. <laughs> I've seen this happen before. Like, I've known people who have dated the, like, the younger sister of... Somebody that I know and like we knew them when they were like on the floor playing with toys. And then when they get to like 22, they start dating that person. I'm just like, no, Mm -hmm. don't do that. Yeah, it's weird. At this point, Grant's brain is filled with cum, right? (laughs) He's just like he's drunk. He's not thinking straight. He's horny. And now we cut to them running through the woods at night in the dark, right? And to quote the late Norm again, Nothing good ever happens in the woods. Nope. So Brenda comes upon a tree, right? And she shows Grant that there's this heart carved into the tree and it says GG and BM, Grant, Grant, uh, Brenda Montgomery. And then he says, oh, your initials are BM, like a piece of shit. And he starts laughing at her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like, at least my first name is and also my last, which is a better insult, in my opinion. Then they just keep on laughing and flirting. And they eventually just start making out after he calls her like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he says, you yeah, ain't nothing but a little turd. <laughs> yeah. And then he stops her and he's like, no, no, no. Starla is going to wonder where I am. I can't do this. And then he spots something in the woods, right? Yeah, I think that's a key moment because you think he's going to cheat
1: on his wife, yes. but then he, he decides, you know, he, he thinks better of it. So yeah, like, he okay, does. He really does he
0: love does. his wife, even yes. if it's a troubled marriage. Absolutely. So then he spots something in the woods, you know, there's some kind of like webby, phlegmy thing in the grass. And he makes his way over to it and he sees this vessel that we saw from earlier. That's that ball that's split down the middle. He sees a, a slime trail and he follows it, right? And they come upon this big white larva thing like a big ass slug right Mm -hmm. and it's got the only way to explain this is it's got on its back is almost like a vagina yeah but like a weird insect vagina like a weird insect vagina that's right from space then it spreads open a little bit and then a little thing points out which again is more it's like a clitoris it just kind of points out as this little I wasn't the only one thinking this right oh no I think it was supposed (laughs) to yeah yeah and so it's got like a pointy thing on the end it starts rattling Grant's like what the hell and then it shoots out like a dart into his uh abdomen and it starts burrowing its way inside of him and he collapses to the ground groaning and starts convulsing and seizing and the camera goes into x-ray vision and we see this little clit moving its way up his spine and into his brain and it makes a home like in his brainstem yep and he lies there motionless for a moment but then he twitches and he wakes up and his eyes are bleeding his nose his ears just a little drips of blood and brenda's like oh my god are you okay and he doesn't say anything he just starts walking away expressionless into the night leaving brenda alone shocked just standing in the woods so now we cut to his truck and he's pulling up to his house he opens the fridge and he says meat and he starts pulling just a bunch of raw meat you know from his fridge and which makes sense because he's the kind of guy who might have a ton of meat in his house at all times oh yeah he's very uh you know a lot of these things in this movie are justified you know yeah. that they do a good job oh yeah nothing you know, random really
1: no michael rigger always plays like you know he's got that accent
0: he always plays kind of a redneck character yeah and so we cut to the next morning. Starla's waking up. She looks out the window and sees Grant's car in the driveway. She sees it's a sloppy parking job and it, it, it makes her sad. She, you know, she's maybe maybe thinking I should have just fucked him. So cut to the basement. Grant is dumping a bunch of leaves onto the floor and, and is, he's like trying to like burrow himself. He's making a big nest. Yeah, he's like. making a big nest, like a bed. And then he hears music playing. And the song is Every Woman in the World by Air Supply. He gets upstairs and he sees Starla. Starla's in a white robe. She says, morning, baby. We haven't heard this song for a while. And she begins to kind of like disrobe, but she just reveals a shoulder, uh, kind of like a beckoning, an invitation. Mm -hmm. Grant, still not saying a word, confused, starts slowly walking his way towards her. He spots a picture of them on their wedding day, right? So this alien is trying to like make sense of the situation. Starla says, I'm really sorry about last night. And she reveals her other shoulder, which is something every man wants, shoulders. (laughs) Love a a good lady's shoulder. She grabs his hand and caresses it. And here's a side note, Uh, the real Grant, would have loved this moment right this is all he wanted have he had he just stayed home yeah he could have just would have been fine yeah but he had to go and he had to go drink and then wander (laughs) into the woods find the vagina larva follow the slime trail he followed the slime trail (laughs) never follow the slime trail (laughs) that's a lesson here folks she notices that grant is crying and she's like so touched she then they kiss passionately she lowers herself down onto the couch taking him with her and she notices in the center of his torso she sees this little hole She's like, what's this? And he covers it up real quick. And he says, it's just a little bug bite." And they continue making out as the music swells. And we cut. And then we cut to Starla at the teacher's lounge. And she's smiling to herself, getting something out of the, the vending machine. And her coworker, uh, Janine, walks up. And she's like, what are you smiling about? And so here's a thing, Joe, that I love in, in movies, mm-hmm. right? It's a bit of an older thing that you don't see as often. But it's like when someone has sex. They go into work the next day and there's some coworker who's like, did you get laid? Yeah. And there's always um, always tell somehow. Yeah. I think it's because I tried to put it together and I was like, I guess the idea is that like you're at work and why would you be smiling to yourself? Yeah. You seem way too happy to be in the teacher's lounge at 8 a.m.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: So um, or maybe she could just, you know, smell it. Yeah, (laughs) maybe she never showered. (laughs) She tells Janine, like, she's like, Grant and I had sex this morning. And Janine's like, "Ah, you little slut. She's like, I'm telling you, I I sent some real change in Grant this morning. And then we cut back to Grant, and he's in a grocery store staring at a bunch of meat. And he's thrilled at all the meat he's looking at. He orders from the deli guy. He starts with eight ribeyes. And he's like, "Uh, make it 10. Mm, Make it 14. Right? And the deli guy's like, you having a party? He's like, yeah, yeah. Trying to surprise the wife. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we cut to Grant. He's unloading a truck. His whole truck is full of meat. Right. A little later, Starla is walking around the house, picking up laundry. We see a shot of Grant in the dining room and he's just at the, at the table kind of with his head in his hands. He's drinking a little bit and she spots a padlock on the basement door that's never been there before. And she asks Grant, she's like, what's this? And he's like, uh, he's a little drunk and he's like, oh, sugar plum. Do you think you should really be asking all those questions when it's so close to your birthday? She's like, my birthday's not for two months. And he's like, that's close. She's like, no, it's not. Matter of opinion. Matter of opinion, he says. So she walks away, but we notice something's going on in Grant's body, right? He's like sweating. He doesn't look very good. We cut to him. He runs out of the house, into the yard and drops down to the grass. He seems to be in excruciating pain. Uh, And then the neighbor's dog starts barking at him and he looks over at it and and he smiles. And then we cut to black and we hear the dog whimpering. We all know what happened there. We all know we cut to a little later that night, Grant is drenched in sweat and he's looking in the mirror. And this is the night of the deer cheer and they're getting ready to go. Starla's in the shower, right? Grant unbuttons his shirt and he sees he's got these sores and rashes on his neck. You know, he's not doing very well. So we cut back to Starla in the shower and we see Grant. He's slowly walking into the bathroom uh, because he's still hungry, Joe. So from his abdomen, these two massive tentacles, just start slowly making their way out of the center of his chest. You yeah. Know? And I got these long, like uh, spikes on the end. Yeah. He gets closer and Starla sees him and she turns around. She's like, what are you doing? She's kind of smiling, like flirtatiously at first, but then grant quickly covers up his tentacles, you know, and he makes an excuse about work, how he's got to get to work. Right. And he, and he runs away and Starla's just left confused. Like what the fuck? Now we cut to the deer cheer in a bar. There's country music band playing. Everyone's square dancing. Line dancing. What line dancing? Line dance. That's right. Thank yeah. you for the correction. And people are dressed up in like little deer costumes, like little antlers on their ears. And we see Bill uh, and he's standing with his buddy Wally at the bar. And he says, I'll never understand what joy a grown man gets using a a $1,000 weapon to blow the face off a cute little deer. And he's eyeing Starla in the crowd while he says this. And Wally says, surprised you're able to lift that mug. You've been carrying that torch for so long. Now, we cut to a small television in a small home. And it's Brenda. She's watching TV on the couch with her little baby. She gets a knock on the door and she opens it and it's Grant. She's like, I thought you was dead. And he's like, I am dead. Can't you tell? And she laughs. And he says, is the old uh, half Mexican around? Which is a racist way of saying, is your husband home? she's and, watching the toxic avenger by the way oh is that a what is that the
1: trauma movie which is where james gunn got his start
0: oh that's great she lets him in we come back to the deer cheer and starla's out on the porch smoking a cigarette looking over the city bill walks up and says hello and he starts to flirt with her right she's like hey by the way congratulations on the promotion to chief and uh, he asks where grant is she doesn't know and they have a little moment together right he just looks at her and sees how beautiful she is and she can see him in her periphery but she doesn't turn back and she mentions how it's probably time to go inside for the countdown they make their way back inside the band introduces to the stage the mayor and uh out on his way up he's finishing a drink so we can tell he's gonna be a little drunk now we cut back to brenda's house she's bringing grant some cheese and crackers and now there's like we intercut this scene with grant and brenda with the uh deer cheer scene yep now mayor jack mcready He says, uh, right after God invented this world of ours, he came unto Adam and he said that man should have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the birds in the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, I believe when God said that, he was thinking of deer season in Wheelsley and how much damn fun it is to shoot a buck or two. And then everyone cheers. Oh, yeah. They love it. And then we cut back to Brenda uh, and she's taking off her shirt. Are you ready? Grant starts unbuttoning his shirt. We cut back to the countdown and they're counting down three, two, and as soon as they say one, Grant opens his shirt to reveal this big bubbling rash on his torso. That's like moving. And, and Brenda's like, Oh my God. And then these two tentacles shoot out of Grant and Brenda screams. We cut back to the deer cheer and a country band is on stage singing, jamming out over this. We see Grant's tentacles Bears rocking out with him. He's <laughs> yeah. on stage like yeah. slapping the stand-up <laughs> bass. And, yeah. stuff. and uh, we see Grant's uh, tentacles make their way into Brenda's abdomen. And uh, so it, by the way, so these things are, they're uh, shooting something into her body right yeah yeah so I yeah was at, the, at that moment you don't know if they're sucking or pushing stuff inside
1: yeah they're, they're like uh, injecting her with some type of goo
0: yeah uh, it's pretty uh phallic yeah yeah scene, like. very phallic it's a very aggressive scene right we cut to bill and he's dancing with starla and we see Brenda's eyes roll in the back of her head Grant licks his lips she's trying to get away Brenda starts convulsing with uh, Grant's tentacles inside of her it's like this really disturbing kind of like seizing but it's also like kind of funny
1: yeah that's it's a, it's a weird line where it is like
0: it's like it's so it's a bit obs- over the top it's right. absurd Yeah, yes and uh, also like disgusting and horrifying it's horrifying so now we cut to a little later that night Starlight gets home she opens the door and she calls for grant she tries a light switch and it's not working she's like grant is a fuse out she starts walking into the living room and she sees the television's on, but then suddenly Grant pops out of the shadows and his face is now kind of deformed, right? He's it's swelling in different sides. He's got something kind of starting to sprout out of his head. Yeah, big old lumps, like yeah. mounds. Yeah, Starla is is horrified. But Grant tells her, he's like, no, 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 it's just a little bee sting. You know, I'm just having a little reaction. Yeah, I saw Dr. Carl about it. I got a prescription, it should clear up soon. And he starts to cry. We cut to the next day at school and Starla is, uh, she's on the phone. She's calling Dr. Carl and she asks about Grant's condition. She's like, uh, is that gonna clear up soon, whatever? And, and Dr. Carl's like, I haven't seen Grant in, in over a year. And now we cut back to Grant, he's in his uh, basement and he's bagging up the meats that he brought. So just like mounds of meats into this like massive trash bag we cut back to Starla and she's in her car, headed home. She's at a stop sign. She looks over and sees this bulletin board with a bunch of different lost pets on it. And she sees her neighbor's dog, Roscoe, is missing. There's a moment where she's like, what the hell? Yeah, entire bulletin board is covered in lost pet signs. Tons of them. We cut to later in the night. Grant is in the woods again, carrying this bag of meat. He heads into this barn and we hear a woman sobbing. It's Brenda, right? And She's like chained up in the barn. She says, I'm so hungry. She says she's so hungry she thinks she's going to die. Grant dumps a bunch of meat on the floor and she grabs for some of the meat and she just starts eating it raw. Right. And uh, and Grant's like, yeah, everything's going to be OK. Hmm. So we cut to Starla and she's taking out the trash. Bill and Wally pull up in a police car and Bill asks if Grant's home. Starla says no. And then there's this funny moment where Wally screams Grant like at the house. And she's like, I just said he wasn't home. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, okay. Bill's like, uh, do you know? Do you know Brenda Gutierrez? She disappeared Friday night. There were signs of uh, struggle in her house, and people saw Grant going into her house that night. Starla knows nothing about uh, what Bill is saying, but she, but Bill gives her uh, his card and tells her to call him when Grant's home. So Starla goes inside. She's very suspicious. So she grabs an aluminum bat and she smashes the padlock off the basement and uh, she goes downstairs there's flies everywhere it's there's a huge stench she's coughing right and she makes her way downstairs and a body falls from the ceiling and uh, she turns on the lights and sees that it's a it's a dog i think that's roscoe she looks around and there's just all these dead carcasses from various animals hanging yeah. from the ceiling with their throats eaten out a bunch of coyotes coyotes with a bobcat with like its head and a vise. Like. <laughs> It's it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. So she screams, you know, and she runs back up the stairs. She gets on the phone to call Bill, but she gets his voicemail and she's pacing past the window. We see Grant and he's even more deformed than he was. Right. He has all these different bubbles and rashes and that thing that was grown out of his head is now bigger. You know, he begins hitting the window and then Starla screams and he snarls at her. She runs for the back door. And then at the back door, Grant appears, right? He's like, why are you running from me, baby? I was just going to, I wasn't going to hurt you. I love you. He grabs her, you know, and Bill is now trying to call her back and he begins undoing his shirt. The tentacles start to shoot out of his stomach and try to enter into Starless. And she grabs this nightstand and hits him over the head. She goes to try and grab the phone, but then his like arm grows into this big tentacle, right? And then wraps around her neck and starts to strangle her. And right as this happens, the four policemen enter and they spot Grant and they say, freeze, grant releases starla and then he runs off but he has like this the tentacle is like swirling and like twisting yeah it's this big arm like whipping around yeah it's like three times the length of another arm and then bill is standing back in the door on the way out and bill is like standing there he's like what the fuck was that and they run out the back door and they're looking for grant but they can't see anything so we fade out and it says three days later now we cut to the police station the mayor is arguing with somebody at the front desk i believe i believe it's uh uh, shelby yeah jenna fisher which is jenna fisher From the office. From the office, folks. Bill enters and Jack yells some stuff at him. You know, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And Bill's like, don't worry, we're gonna find him. He calls him a giant squid. He's like, you know, where else are these things gonna hide besides Sea World or whatever? And then Jack's like, don't say squid around her. You know, she's gonna create all kinds of hysteria. And then Bill's like, "Uh, hey, Shelby, you're gonna create any hysteria? And she's like, not today. As Jack argues about whether or not there's a squid loose that's been attacking farm animals, he's like, it's probably just uh, got Lyme's disease. You know, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Shelby gets a call and she says, chief, we we got another attack. And so now we cut to a farm and there's just this dog on the ground that's been filleted. Yep. Wide been, open. Like and, a, and Bill's like, I never took Grant for a puppy lover. And, Ma- and Margaret's like, how can one man do all of this to slay all these dogs himself? And Bill's like, I don't know. I mean, he must be in the forest, but we can get like a posse together. We can try and find him. And Wally's like, it's, it's 100,000 acres. It would be like trying to find a needle on a fuckstack. We cut back to the police station. Bill is showing the crew like a map, trying to figure out like where this thing is going to go next. And he's got these little squid pins to indicate, you know, Grant. He basically Great says little detail. And he basically says he seems to be moving from here to here. So he's probably going to get to the Struttmeyer's farm next. There's these two guys in the police station that are in like this hunting attire. And I don't know. They're just like citizens. They're just, uh, yeah, you know,
1: local, uh, local hunters. They've like deputized basically or like formed added yeah. to the
0: posse. Yeah. One of those hunter guys shoots up and he's like, let's go get this son of a bitch, chief. And they all load up with their rifles. They go to the ammunition case and they start getting pistols and rifles and all these big guns. And uh, Trevor's like, hey, we got this grenade. And Bill's like, yeah, I don't think we need that. And as they make their way out to the cars, Starla pulls up and she begs them to like, please let me come with you. Bill's like, no, there's no way. She says, if that girl's out there, how are you going to find her unless you bring Grant back alive? You need me to get Grant. And so Bill's like, fuck, okay, come on. So now we cut to the Struttmeyer's house. The family is a dad, a mom, one older daughter, and two little sisters that are twins. Yeah, the older daughter is in a starless class. That's right. It's the girl from earlier. It's a very nice, you know, uh, farmhouse that they live in. The mother says to the older daughter, she says, what did you do to your fingers? She's got them all decorated, you know, for these fingernails. And she's like, my Japanese friend did them. And the father, Otis, is like, looks more like a Pokemon did them to me. Says Pokemans. (laughs) Pokemans. And the police pull up. Otis is like, oh, that must be Jack. And they step outside, they wave to Jack and the rest of the police officers. Now we cut to later that night. The officers are all hanging out in the grass, waiting, watching for animals. Mayor Jack says to Bill, he's like, man, be a good night, get some pussy, wouldn't it? Now Bill goes over to Starla, and he reminds her of the time that she came to his window one night when they were 14. And she said she was running off to Hollywood. And she wanted Bill to be his bodyguard, because he was in the ROTC. And he said, "Uh, if there's anyone who can take care of herself, It's you. Wally's like, uh, uh, how far did you get? And then Starla's like, the bus station. They all laugh. Yeah, it says Bill her out. Her dad. So uh, the mayor lights up a cigarette, but then he spots something and he sees it's Grant. This totally mutilated fucking squid like giant kind of squid slug monster thing. Yeah. And it's just making its way through the tall grass and they see Grant move and they're terrified. One old police officer says, looks like something that fell off my dick during the war. And now Grant moves up to this cow and he just strikes it dead with his tentacle and it just dies immediately and starts dragging its body off into the woods. But Starla gets up and she starts walking towards Grant and Bill's like, what are you doing? And he just signals everybody to go, to move in, to surround uh, Grant. Starla gets closer and closer to Grant and he spots her. Grant has a moment with uh, Starla, but then he starts getting agitated because he's seeing all these men that are surrounding him. Starla's like, it's gonna be okay, baby. I'm gonna stay by you, just like I swore I would, for better or worse. Marriage is a sacred bond, right, baby? And then Grant mumbles something incoherently. You know, he's like spewing saliva out of his mouth. He's got the his mouth is like big and like curved up the side of his face. Yeah, he's got these giant sharp teeth. Yeah, and suddenly the hunter man uh, with the Desert Eagle steps in front of Grant. He says, "Stop right there, you son of a bitch! I don't care what kind of leprosy you got." We need to find that girl. And then Grant whips his tentacle at the hunter, flips his hat off. And then we see from the front and there's like this split forming down the middle of his face as he kind of like blinks and his eyes are
1: kind of like looking at
0: at it. And then his body splits down the middle. Fucking all of his guts fall out. Yeah. It almost cut him in half. Yeah. Just filleted him in one motion. It's brutal. And so then Starless screams and everybody starts shooting at Grant. And Grant runs off into the woods and they chase after him. Eventually, they come up onto the barn where Brenda is being held, right? And they can smell this awful stench. But then they make their way into the barn and they're horrified by what they find. Brenda is now this massive sphere of skin. Almost like, like the size of the barn. She's just huge. Yeah, she's like, you know,
1: a, a 10 foot by 10 foot giant swollen... <laughs> cylinder
0: of flesh and her little little face in the middle her little face in the middle and there's mutilated animals everywhere and brenda says i didn't want no one to see me like this and her body like ripples and moves forward and everyone jumps terrified and she says to bill she's like how's my boy bill and bill's like your your boy's fine he's trying to very delicately (laughs) speak you know and he's like "Uh, okay so what's going on here brenda's like i'm so fucking hungry bill and she just starts crying And uh, she asks an officer, she's like, do you mind handing me a piece of that possum over there? And this gets Mayor the Jack to just hold back his vomit and he runs out of the barn. And then Bill says, "Uh, you know, I think we better get you to a hospital right quick. And Wally's like, what the fuck are they gonna do with her in a hospital? And then her body starts to like split and tear as she starts moving forward more. And she's like, these little fuckers are tearing me apart. And then Bill looks over at the window and he sees Grant slither away. And he's like, that bastard led us here. And suddenly Brenda's body just splits in every direction And then it explodes and all these thousands of tiny little slithering slugs pour out everywhere. And it's just chaos suddenly. Right. They're all, they they all start jumping into the mouths of everybody.
1: Yeah. They just start covering everybody. They're pretty big
0: slugs. And they're big. They're big. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's chaos. Right. And the worms start making their way into like every officer's mouth. Uh, Margaret is able to like cover her mouth up right and Bill Mm -hmm. notices like that's what we need to do everybody cover your mouth but it's already gotten you know Trevor it's already gotten the old man it's gotten the other hunter Starla falls over and one of the slugs tries to make its way into her mouth but then Bill jumps on top of her and stabs it and he covers her mouth and covers his and then hundreds of these slugs just crawl all over their body and cover them completely completely covered in slugs yeah it's just like this big mound of slugs now so everyone dies except for Margaret Bill and Starla and suddenly the slugs retreat and then we see outside the mayor and he's like one of those fuckers trying to make its way into my mouth right so he's alive and then we cut back to the Struttmeyer's house as we see like the exterior of their house we see slugs making their way towards the home Kylie the oldest daughter has a bath drawn for herself and she's relaxing in the bath her mother knocks on the door and she's like you're gonna turn into a plum. And Kelly's like, it's a prune, mom. And she puts her music in her headphones and starts listening to music. Yeah, she goes, I-, I know what turns into what. <laughs> <laughs> so the mom puts the twins to bed. She's like, uh, y'all need to go to sleep. And she's like, you know what tomorrow is? And the kids say, family fun day. And the mom says, sleep tight. Don't let the big bugs bite. Very yeah. apropos. They're reading Goosebumps books, too. Are they? Yeah, that's fun. Uh, so she shuts off. Uh, the mom shuts off the lights and we see slugs make their way into the window of the twins. So we cut back to t- we cut back to Kylie in the tub and there's a slug that makes its way into the window and it makes its way into her tub. And as Kylie is relaxing with her tunes uh, and her eyes closed, the slug starts making its way towards her mouth. And then she opens her eyes just in time and screams and she jumps out of the tub and then falls on the floor. And then one of the slugs shoots into her mouth and she grabs it with those fingernails. We see a shot of those fingernails from mm-hmm. earlier. She tries to like, pull it out, but then her eyes roll in the back of her head. And then we flash to an- this is an important moment here. We flash into her thoughts, right? And we see this vision of like a dark planet in space. And it's like all these like crazy rat monsters roaming around and like tentacles wrapping around them and like breaking them apart and just like super gory and crazy. And then we flash back to Kylie and she comes to and she's trying to pull this thing out. But then we go back into her mind again and we see Grant's face and it's like a kaleidoscope vision almost. He's looking directly in the camera and he says, what the fuck? <laughs> and then we see flashes of the world through his eyes of just like different things that we've seen throughout the movie so far. Him looking at the meat, seeing Starlin in the shower. And we flash back to Kylie. She finally grabs the little slug and pulls it out of her mouth and then throws it at the wall. The worm hits the wall, but then it starts limping its way back to her. And then she grabs a curling iron and just hammers it to death, yeah. but also like burns it with the you know the heat. She gathers some clothes. She runs out of the door uh, into the hallway, screaming for her mother. And then her mother just like jumps out of her room and she spits blood all over Kylie's face. And then she falls on the floor and starts convulsing. And it's just horrifying. (laughs) It's just like a crazy scene. uh, Yeah. Then she hears the twins scream. She goes to try and open their door. And for some reason, it's locked. There's no reason, (laughs) but it's locked. (laughs) Uh, So she's trying to like get it open. But these slugs are making their way up the staircase. So she grabs like a horse statue and, and just starts like beating the door down. And she finally gets in. And she sees her sisters are convulsing. So it's too late for them. It's done. It's rough. It's rough. It's really sad. Yeah. And then there's slugs just like all over the room. So she jumps out the window onto the roof and then she sees that there's just more slugs coming onto the roof. So she jumps off the roof into the grass and right as she hits the grass, she looks over at the front door and her dad falls out onto the porch, spits up blood. And so now just there's fucking slugs everywhere. So she runs to the to their pickup truck. She gets in close to the door and locks herself inside. The slugs just like crawl all over the car, completely covering it, blocking out any light. And so Kylie's left in the darkness. Now we cut back to the barn. Billy's on the radio trying to get the paramedics out into the woods, but there's no signal. Starla tends to the dead. Uh, Margaret says, praise Jesus. And the mayor's like, praise Jesus. <laughs> That's fucking pushing it. This shit's about as far as God as shit can get and he's like have you ever seen anything like that at this point you know you watch enough horror movies you know the mayor's gonna die he hasn't died yet yeah but like just i remember making a note at this point i was like he's gonna die and it's gonna be maybe the last death and it's gonna be like it's it might be the biggest death you know that's like i feel like that's normally how these things are set up
1: yeah yeah (laughs) you got to start to see them coming after a while right
0: (laughs) Okay, so Bill decides that he's got to get back to the police car and get on the radio. He tells everyone to drag the bodies out of the barn to get them away from the stench. He gives Starla his shotgun, and he takes his Colt 45 with him. So he runs through the forest, and then at some point, he sees this deer, and it's like a beautiful moment for a second, you know? But then the slug crawls into its mouth, and he's like, fuck, and he, like, runs off. So then we cut back to the barn, and everyone's carrying all the men out of the barn. Jack's like, it's biological weapons. Uh, the, the government's uh, testing him on wheelsy. And he says he's going to sue those bastards. And he says to Margaret, "You can sue right alongside me, Margaret. I don't care if you're a lesbo." I haven't heard. I haven't heard him say lesbo. In a he said, long "Yeah, time. right, right, right." And so they walk back into the barn. And Starla, like, there's like this water fountain in the ground, and she goes to get some water out and like wash her hands. And behind her, we see Wally shoot up, and he's like very undead, you know, zombie-like, and he starts moving towards her. And then she turns around and sees him, and he says, "Hi, Sugar Plum." Uh oh. He says, marriage is a sacred bond, just like you said. So now Grant is speaking through Wally. I'm sorry for trying to strangle you and all. I I just, I lost my head. The way he's speaking, by the way, is, I love this guy. I don't know who this actor is, but I feel like I've seen him before, Mm -hmm. but he's so good. Yeah, the way he talks is almost like he's burping. Uh, Yeah, and it's all broken up, but it's really funny and really good. He's like, it's my nature. You know, he's like, how how can how can you blame someone for acting according to his own nature? At this moment, Margaret and Jack exit the barn. Wally quickly cocks his head towards Margaret. Right. And Margaret says, maybe you better sit down while you don't look so good. And then the old man and Trevor rise up like zombies. Right. The other hunter from the barn pokes his head out. They're all fucking alive now. Yeah, Um, sort of, sort of. So we cut back to Kylie sobbing in the car. She looks over and sees her whole family stumble out of the house, and they're all walking towards her. And uh, they try to get into the car, they try to get into the truck, and her mother's like, Jelly Bean, we love you, sweetheart, open the door. And Kylie screams for them to get away, and her mother says, there is no excuse not to be with your family. This is family fun day, isn't it, Kylie? We cut back to the barn. So they're all surrounding Starla, and she cocks the shotgun, right? All the men are speaking in unison from Grant. They say, I'm your husband. You swore to honor and obey me. Now obey me, baby. So they grab Margaret, right? And then Margaret tries to grab for her gun, but then Trevor shoots this green slime from his mouth and it hits her neck and it just immediately starts burning and she starts screaming that it burns and it starts swelling up into, like this massive tumor uh, and she falls yeah. to the ground. Kind of like xenomorph or blood. What's that? Uh, it's the alien from Alien. Their oh. blood is like green acid. Yes. Yes. I, I have seen that movie a couple of times. Good movie. Yeah. So then Starla's like, get away from her. I'm going to shoot. And Grant through the voice of the three men says, you ain't going to shoot me Starla. And then Starla blows the head off of Willie, like half of his head clean off. And then as he falls down, one of those slugs tries to crawl out of his fucking brain. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Starla goes to shoot the others, but the gun is empty, right? And now it's just her and Jack. And She looks at Jack and they just run off into the forest and the zombies start chasing after him. Now we cut back to Kylie as her family tries to get into the car. One of the twins sings, Kylie, this is your last chance. And uh, the father takes a big rock and then smashes the windshield. And right as this happened, Bill comes upon the house and he sees that there's some commotion going on, right? And so he runs up. Kylie sees him from, her, from the car and she gets out and runs into his arms. She tells Bill it's not her family. She's like, the worms are in their brains. And suddenly a zombie neighbor comes up behind Bill and hits him with a pipe and he falls to the ground. And the man says, Starla is mine. So now we're getting the impression that, you know, Grant is talking through every zombie. Yeah, like a hive mind. Yeah. Now we see like zombie neighbors are everywhere. And Kylie helps Bill up and they beat the zombie off of him. And one of the twins shoots acid towards Bill and he dodges it and they run off. Now we cut back to Starla and Jack and they're running through the woods being chased. Bill and Kylie get into the police car, barely making away from the zombies. He gets on the radio and he calls for Margaret. And Kylie screams for Bill to go. But he's like, no, my friends are still out there. And then he looks forward and he sees Jack and Starla running across the street in front of him being chased by the other three. And Jack falls down. And Bill says, he says, my easygoing nature is getting sorely fucking tested, which is like a a very fun kind of like meta line Mm -hmm. on his own character trait. Now, Jack is trying to get up and then Trevor runs up and screams in his face. But then suddenly Bill just runs his car and hits Trevor and knocks him to the side of the road. And then Starla comes up and grabs like this girder and she shoves it into Trevor's throat. And everyone watches her do this as she like screams and just like keeps shoving it in. Stabbing him in the throat. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. she's just like (laughs) screaming at the top of her lungs. And everyone's watching like kind of impressed, but also incredibly disturbed. Yeah. Um, And then she kicks him in the head and she runs into into the police car. And Jack's like, bitch is hardcore. So now everyone's in the car and they're driving quietly. Bill finally gets Shelby on the radio and he asks if she's seen any of these slugs. And she's like, no, but your mama did call. Uh, she's a little upset. Her, her toilet's clogged. She said, it's because of what you did there on Sunday. And so everyone hears this. And Bill is a little embarrassed, right? Love of yeah. his life's in right there. Yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't he want her. To like,
1: know. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, there's are tree roots that go into
0: the pipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Bill's like, um, Shelby, uh, I need you to get the CDC on the horn for me. And then Shelby nods. And he's like, Shelby, are you nodding? And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, which I, I love that. She says, yeah, yeah, I'll get the CDC on the phone. So he gets off the radio and um, and then he tells Starla that whole thing about the pipes and the big tree and all that stuff. Uh, then we cut to Shelby. She's like looking through the phone book and then she sees uh, blood drop onto the phone book from the ceiling. Right. She looks up and the air conditioning vent above her bursts open and all these slugs just start fucking falling from the ceiling. She screams and we cut. We're back in the police car. Jack opens a cooler and he realizes there's no Mr. Pib, Right. And he goes off on this long rant. About how, fucking, how he, he wanted his Mr. Pib, His uh, assistant was supposed to get him all this Mr. Pibb. And he says, uh, Brenda exploded like a water balloon. Worms are driving my friend around like goddamn skin cars. And now we got no Mr. Pip. And then they shut him up. So, you know, they like, shut the fuck up. Then, really freaking out over the Mr. Pip. Yeah, he's like losing his mind over the Mr. Pip. And then Kylie speaks up and she's like, it was me. You know, she was like, I, I, I and think for a second, she's like, Is it Mr. Pip? Mm-hmm. But then she's like... Uh, She tells everyone what she saw uh, in her head when the worm attacked her. And she's like, I can see all these crazy things. And it's 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 Miss Grant's husband. She's like, but it wasn't always him. He came from and she points to the sky. And then uh, Jack's like, he's a Martian. And Bill says, well, Martians come from Mars. And and Jack's like, no, it, it, it means general outer space, fucker. And Bill's like, no, it doesn't mean that. And he's like, look it up, cocksucker. And then Starla's like enough. And she's like, Kylie, please go on. And Kylie says that his face looks like a needle. She's like it goes from place to place, world's planets killing them. She some he gets pregnant, others he he just takes over with his worms and the rest the rest he eats till they're gone. Bill says, "Kylie, these these worms in the brains, they're all connected, they're all one deal." Starla says it's an animal that doesn't procreate. It spreads and grows without absorbing the minds And bodies of the organisms around us. It's a conscious disease. And now they pass the billboard of Wheelsey. they're like, we're almost there. But as they pass the billboard, we see there's slugs on the fucking billboard. So Bill gets back on the radio and he says, Shelby, did you get the CDC on the phone? Shelby gets on the radio. And in this creepy tone, she says, welcome back. We cut to her and her hair is messed up. Her head's cocked to the side. She's got the rashes on her face. And she says, killer. And it's Grant speaking through Shelby now. She says, I got a little surprise for you. And then suddenly a truck rams their car. Right. And it runs off the road and hits a sign that says Jesus saves, which is fun. We cut some moments later. Bill wakes up and there's just zombies all around. And the zombies grab Starla and pull her out of the car and just carry her away. Bill grabs Kylie and takes her with him. Jack's just left to fend for himself. Bill and Kylie get to the police station and Bill's like, there's a grenade in there. And he's like, you stay here. I'm going to go get the grenade. So he goes inside. He makes his way through this dark police station. and He sees something move. And then he sees that it's the deer from earlier. But now it's a zombie deer. Mm -hmm. and it moves it lunges towards bill and he's like oh fuck and we cut back to kylie and she's watching like the commotion from the bushes she sees bill just getting his ass kicked by this deer he uh, deer's really beating the shit out. Of yeah there. it's throwing them all over the gas station or all over the police station so then he like punches the deer in the face but then it bites into his stomach but then suddenly kylie comes out of nowhere with a fire extinguisher in her hand she's like hey hits it and she's like motherfucker so then they grab the grenade and they head out starla is being lowered into her bed by a bunch of these zombies and they begin grooming her cleaning her face brushing her hair giving her a real makeover you know and now we cut back to kylie and bill they're making their way through the neighborhood bill says hey thanks for saving my ass back there and Kylie's like, oh, of course. And he's like, but you know, when I tell that story, it's gonna be the other way around. Like I I saved you. They decide that they're gonna start following the direction that the uh, zombies are carrying the bodies, right? So we cut back to Starla. She's lying in bed. She's dressed in her white nightgown. She's immaculate and uh, her eyes shoot open, right? And she quickly sits up. Her windows are boarded and we hear a man screaming for Starla to come down the stairs. And uh, these are just like random zombies calling for her, right? Now we cut to Jack, right? Jack's in a dark room and he can hear crunching noises, you know? And just like slithering and slimy stuff. And he pulls out his lighter and he flicks his lighter on. And he's in Starla's basement. And there's zombies all over the place just like eating meat and carcasses. And it's just like a horrifying, gross scene. Very Dawn of the Dead. Very Dawn of the Dead. And a woman zombie looks at him and she says, don't you look at me like that? And then he, he gets up and he runs up the stairs and the woman's like, you goddamn Republicans. You we will run you Republicans out of this town. Jack finally makes his way up the stairs, opens the door and there's these two massive tentacles with the spikes on the end and they shoot right into his chest. Now we cut back to Starla and she's trying to make her way out of the room, but she can't, you know, because it's, it's all boarded up. But she sees this metal hairbrush on her dresser uh, with a very pointy sharp end, like a crazy point, like no sh- brush ever should have that. But she pulls the brush off and she puts the handle in her her panty line. Now we cut and we see a tentacle turn on the stereo and the song Every Woman in the World by Air Supply comes on again.
1: <laughs> just uh the most like <laughs> saccharin like sweet sounding so, like a, <laughs> yeah. song like
0: Yeah, maybe we can play a little real bit yacht of yacht rock. <laughs> it. We see Kylie and Bill making their way uh towards the house as the song plays, you know. And we cut to Jack who's now looking around the room and as all these zombies are eating and he just can't help himself. He crawls towards one of the carcasses and he he cries as he bites into it and starts eating the flesh. And this is all over the air supply song. It's great. Mm -hmm. So Starla makes her way down the stairs. All over the house, there's pictures of Starla and Grant on the walls, um, like every fucking inch of the house covered. She comes around the corner and she sees Grant. And this is a flashback to the way, they're setting up the scene the same way that Grant finds Starla earlier on. Like the way she comes around the corner and sees the, you know. But now when she turns the corner, Grant is now like this massive like job of the hut every inch of the room is covered by his body just membranes and like from the ceiling yeah giant tentacles everywhere yeah and all these like zombies heads are poking out of his body that have like been absorbed by his body he says you said for better or worse you know he he says you but you lied and he he calls her a bitch all these like heads are calling her like a slut you know like everyone is saying all the heads are saying different things Then Kylie and Bill arrive outside the house, right? And they see Grant's body is, like, pouring out the windows and doors. And they see a zombie, like, this zombie in a robe walk up to a big part of Grant's body and, like, disrobe and, like, reveal himself to the body. And then he just, like, climbs into it, and he's, like, absorbed. Yeah. And Bill's like, Jesus fucking Christ. So then, but Bill sees Starla through the window walking towards Grant. And he holds up the grenade, and he tells Kylie to wait there, but she refuses. Uh, And we cut to Starla. And a tentacle wraps around her feet and starts dragging her in towards Grant. And Grant's like, you tried to kill me and run off with party. Grant pulls her in closer, but Starla is able to like sweet talk him down. You know, she's trying to be very sweet to him and say how much she loves him. When Grant pulls her in close enough, She grabs the brush from her panty line and stabs him. And then he screams and and he throws Starla across the room into the wall. Yeah, I think she throws her into the stereo, I think. Yeah, throws her into the stereo, so it stops the song. Bill and Kylie make their way into the house because they're they're spotted by a zombie. So like, fuck, we got to rush, you know. So they make their way into the house and they're attacked a couple of times, but they both like shoot zombies and stuff. Uh, Starla's like being thrown around the living room by the tentacles. Bill kicks down the front door and walks in. And then right before he can make his way into the living room, he stumbles upon Jack who's like crawling on the floor. He's got this massive tumor on the side of his head. And he's like, kill me, party, please, kill me. And without thinking, Bill just shoots him in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like in a way where he's like, I don't care. Yeah. So then Bill runs in with the grenade. And he pulls the pin and holds it up heroically. And then immediately the, the tentacle shoots it out of his hand, just knocks it across the room. Yep. Uh-huh. And so Bill's like, fuck. And so he goes over and tries to find it, right? He's like searching through like all these pillow feathers and stuff. And he picks it up. And finally he gets another moment where he ro- heroically he's about to throw it. And then a tentacle slaps him out of the window. And then the grenade rolls into the pool and explodes in the pool. And it's very funny. He watches it just like. And yeah, as the water like. Fucking <laughs> whole plan. Yeah, as like the smoke and water clears. We just see him. And he's like, fuck. Kylie, I think, I think Kylie has like a, uh, uh, her gun, right? And she tries to like shoot at Grant, but then Grant picks up a couch and just throws it at Kylie. And she's like thrown against the wall and two massive tentacles make their way out the window and find bill on the lawn. And sh- one of them shoots into his stomach. And so now he's been pierced. Right. And he's like looking over and he sees this gas tank, this propane tank that's spewing gas out. So he grabs the other tentacle and plugs it one of the suckers, right into the tip of the propane tank and it starts shooting propane into Grant's body. And Grant starts to scream in pain he pulls his tentacles back, but he drags Bill with him. Uh, Bill's body is like right at the base of Grant. And he looks at Starla and he says, shoot him. Starla picks up the gun and Grant looks at her and there's this moment where it's slow motion, like he's like saying like, please don't. But then yeah, Starla- Stares into her eyes. Yeah, and there's like sparks flying, For you know, there's like slow, but it's very like a, a deep moment but then Starla fires a bullet into Grant's body and all the heads scream in unison in agony, right? And the body begins to expand bigger and bigger until it explodes. And then we get a shot from outside. All the zombies, all the neighbors just immediately collapse to the ground and we fade into like smoke. And as it clears, we see Kylie push the couch off of her. So she's alive. She made it. Starla and Kylie make their way to Bill. He's injured pretty bad and he's uh, still got one of those those tentacles in his, in his belly and he coughs and wakes up. He pulls the, the tentacle from his stomach and Kylie says, you're all right. She's like, y- you need both of them things in your, in your stomach to get all wormy. And Bill says, oh, that's awesome. You know, you know, white pus like oozes out of his belly. <laughs> yeah. And then Starly grabs his hand and kisses it. It cuts outside. It's daytime. They exit the house. They look around. Bodies are everywhere. And Starla says, bet you, uh, regret not running off to Hollywood with me now. Hey, Bill. And Bill says, Starla, I always regretted that. He says, there's a hospital just down the road. We've got to make our way there. So they start making their way to the hospital. And Bill says, hey, Kylie, why, why don't you tell Miss Grant that story about how I saved you from that deer? And Kylie's like, oh, yeah, Bill saved me from a deer. And as they walk, we pan out, crane shot, and we see that there's just bodies everywhere. But they're making their way to the hospital. And the title screen slither, credits roll. Mm-hmm. How was that, Joe?
1: That was great. Yeah. Did you watch the entire credits? No. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a post-credits scene. There's a little. I didn't I know. It. I seen it. I know. I saw it when I was in theaters in 2006. Yeah. Never saw this post-credits scene until uh. recently. Okay. Let's but, hear it. uh, It's just there's a chunk of the Grant Monster's organs left on the ground. A cat approaches it, and you see the little, the little clitoris stinger thing come out, and it rattles and it cuts to black, and then you hear the cat scream. Oh, no. Will we get a Slither too? Well, unfortunately, I don't think we will. It's, it's too because, bad. Uh, Even though the movie was a critical success, it did not make back its budget. Yeah,
0: it's very. It's a. It's a. It's. It's a good movie. Yeah, I noticed like it didn't get great reviews. You know, on online, it's got like sixty eight on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's. I, I thought Oh it was really? I of, thought it had eighty six. Oh maybe I maybe I am <laughs> dyslexic. I don't. I don't
1: know. Oh maybe it's. I don't know. But yeah, it, it had like mostly good reviews anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was good. I thought it was really. I thought it was a great watch. Very fun. Yeah, it's
1: uh it's a it's just like a fun gross movie, and it's so over the top. And then there's so many just good lines in it throughout. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for we. I'm waiting until we get to that movie that you don't like. Oh,
0: it's gonna happen. Yeah, this, yeah, for this sure. Won't be one of them. No, no, no. This is a good one. This is nice. fun. Uh, but no, I I hope that was that wasn't too many notes, man. I felt no, like no, that was good. Good. Felt like normal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. It's about an average amount of notes, and we All moved right.
1: through it pretty quickly. Sweet. Um, so I can get into some of my stuff here. Cool. Uh, So in terms of uh, themes and influences, uh, the film was uh, controversial for its similarity to Fred Decker's 1986 horror comedy Night of the Creeps. Okay. According to journalist Steve Palopoli, when the trailer for Slither came out, internet boards about the movie suddenly lit up with protests from a legion of fans of the 1986 film Night of the Creeps. Alien slugs that turn people into zombies, they cried. What a ripoff. I bring this up not because I think Slither, which is a tongue-in-cheek pastiche of at least a dozen 80s horror films, could really be considered a rip-off of any of them. Palopoli then goes on to compare Slither to Night of the Creeps and the 1975 film Shivers. Gunn has stated that Cronenberg's Shivers and The Brood were the two biggest influences on the story in Slither, as well as the 2000 manga Uzumaki by Juni Ito, and that it pays homage to 80s horror comedies. I don't know. I I don't think it was a... it, It is similar very similar to night of the creeps in a lot of ways and that there's like alien slugs that take over people's brain sure it's like is every movie with zombies a ripoff of night of the living dead i guess if you want to frame it that way sure is every vampire movie a ripoff of dracula but it's like we can have we can have alien slugs yeah we can have more than one movie with alien slugs that take over people's brain in 20 years i think that's fine
0: it could be a trope why not yeah yeah fuck that guy
1: yeah, I know. I'm like, uh, you know, just like people, I think they notice this. So like they see a pattern and they want to go like, aha, I got you. And yeah. It's like, yeah, I
0: know. I, you know, I was inspired by that movie. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, there's no way. I mean, it's, there's no way it's that similar. I haven't seen the movies, but like, I mean, this movie had a very specific brand to it.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even if you like a night of the creeps is great and we'll get to that one eventually down the road, but uh, it it's different enough to where, mm-hmm. it, you know, it brings plenty of original stuff to the table. Right have some notes from uh, Debbie Roshan's behind-the-scenes video of Slither. I think she uh, worked for Fangoria. So James Gunn called the cast the funniest group of people he's ever worked with. And you watch the the behind-the-scenes, it's like almost funnier than the movie itself. He was influenced by the Universal Monster movies, uh, where the creature wasn't an unthinking animal, but was a character, like the creature from the Black Lagoon or Frankenstein, where you felt sorry for the monster as a character, and there was an emotion on the part of the villain. The creature that takes over Grant is an eternal consciousness that has been lonely for a long time and has only ever been animal forms as he travels from planet to planet, destroying them. This is the first time he's had the experience of being a human being and finds love with Starla. Though he's unable to stop from becoming something monstrous and horrible. This gave Michael Rooker the opportunity to play a sensitive, sympathetic character for the first time in his career, uh, even though it was also the most horrific monster he'd ever played.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: You know, I knew was mostly known as Henry from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer before that. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that is. Movie about a serial killer from the 80s. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, the pregnant Brenda monster suit was a giant apparatus that was three meters long. Uh, with a seat inside for Brenda James to sit in her, her name, her real name was Brenda. Oh, right on. Yeah. It was Brenda James. to sit in while she put her face through a hole. So that's her real. She's just sitting inside this giant suit.
0: Was it that big? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Three meters. Yeah. So yeah. Like, so like nine feet across. Mm hmm. That's great. I love that. That's a was a practical. Yeah,
1: I thought it. I always thought it was CGI, but yeah. I sh- they showed it, and it's uh it's this big thing. It's that's like, great. Uh, everything was worked by puppeteers, including mechanical hands and fingers. And there was a series of tubes that move bladders that pulse the skin on the outside. Uh, and it was built on a big aluminum shell that allowed the shoot to like jiggle and pulse forward when she was interacting with the other actors. That's awesome.
0: Uh, it's such a great. I mean, I, I, the, watching the movie, I was like, uh, I bet this was so much fun. To work on, oh yeah, it's like so silly and crazy.
1: Yeah, it like the behind the scenes footage seems like everybody's having a great fucking time. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, you can tell for the most part. Uh Yeah. So uh, James Gunn worked as an actor in several trauma films, which influenced his highly interactive directing style. Because you watch, and he's like, he's doing all the parts basically. Right, right. He felt that Slither was ultimately the story of the dissolution of a marriage, where a woman married a man for the wrong reasons. Uh, they end up unhappy and bring others into the fold of their unhappiness until the whole town becomes absorbed in it. It is exemplified in the film when the man becomes a monster that absorbs everything and spreads like a disease. Oh. So, you know, a little bit of a uh, little depth here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Slur so was a box office flop recouping only $12.8 million of its reported $29 million budget. Damn. I also heard it reported as $15 million, So it was somewhere between 15 and $30 million, dollars, but they... Didn't do well. Only made part of it back. Yeah. The film received mostly positive reviews with the critics consensus on Rotten Tomatoes reading a slimy B movie homage oozing with the affection for low budget horror films. Slither is creepy and funny if you've got the stomach for it. That's about right. However, Roger Ebert and Richard Robert gave the film two thumbs down on their show. (laughs) The Roper stating he was, quote, all zombied out after reviewing several zombie films from the previous year.
0: Oh, that's not fair.
1: Which is like, I mean, there, yeah, there's kind of zombies in it. They're different, yeah. you know.
0: But it's that's also not the main like, thing. it's also slugs. like to 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 base a review off of like, oh, I'm just tired. I watched too many zombie movies. It's like, yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, I mean, I got zombied out. You know, after like Walking Dead came out and stuff. Yeah, this was, you know, this was I think before that.
1: Yeah, this was. Yeah, yeah. Slither won the 2006 Fangoria Chainsaw Award for highest body count and was nominated for uh, Relationship from Hell. Dude you don't want to mess with and looks that kill. Uh, Rue Morgan magazine named it the best feature film of the year. Nice. Uh, from IMDb. Uh, so Jenna Fisher, who played Shelby, was married to James Gunn at the time and was originally not part of the cast. Hmm. The actor who was originally supposed to play the sh- the part that ended up being Shelby, he got cast in a pilot and begged to be let out of his contract for Slither. So I wonder James, how that pilot went. Yeah, that's what I wonder too. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah didn't get picked up, I bet. Yeah. Uh, Gun didn't want any actors on set who didn't want to be there, so he changed the character's gender and gave her a few more lines. Uh, Fisher had become immensely popular from The Office, so she ended up being the one who went on The Tonight Show to promote the film, where she explained that she'd always wanted to play a zombie and that James had cast her as a, quote, birthday present. Uh, the two divorced in 2008 but remained close friends. Cool. Good for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Michael Rooker broke his glasses off camera while doing kung fu kicks by himself. Uh, when... What? <laughs> he Wait, so his, off camera. He was <laughs> doing Kung Fu and broke his glasses. Uh, but That's he fun. also, uh, in the scene where he attacks Starla with a floppy arm, mm-hmm. he dislocated his shoulder at the beginning of the day. Uh, Damn. And it was a long day of mul- uh, of shooting with multiple setups. Was and that also
0: from Kung Fu?
1: No, this was during the filming, okay. the, the floppy arm scene. Yeah. Uh, and so he went through the entire day, multiple setups and didn't tell anyone it happened until
0: the shots were all in the can. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a guy. Yeah. What a nice right? thing to do. And what, a, yeah. I mean, maybe unnecessary over committing. Yeah. Think. Yeah. My character did not dislocate his arm.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it gave it that extra floppiness. I think you think, yeah. I mean, I it's mean, so floppy. It's very floppy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so James Gunn and Nathan Fillion both agree that the most horrifying scene in the movie is the bit with Grant having sex with his wife yeah Uh, quote elizabeth did not have to act much in this scene says Gunn. as rooker was groping her there he flicks her nipple apparently one of the producers fought really hard to have Gunn cut the nipple flick interesting yeah yeah (laughs) because he then it's a bit you'll see that (laughs) yeah Uh, but it's kind of you know
0: uh, i mean it's an interesting (laughs) it's an interesting moment
1: yeah, Well I was watching, you know, uh, Elizabeth Banks only had nice things to say about Michael Rooker and that yeah. behind the scenes thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem like, uh, I don't know, uh, seemed fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so Gunn had originally scripted the infection of the two little uh, sh- Strutmeyer girls mm-hmm. uh, to appear partially on screen, but then it's decided against showing it. He explained, "It was one of those things the producers really didn't want me to show, especially in Europe. They're very touchy about children being killed."
0: Yeah, why? Yeah, what? Why so sensitive? Europe, fucking Europe. I would also say, by the way, that the, I think the most horrifying scene was uh, Grant and Brenda. Oh yeah, because yeah. that's like a, that's it's like a rape scene.
1: Yeah, that base. Yeah, it basically plays out like a sexual assault. Yeah, it's aspect. very. Yeah, it's, it's a, very unsettling. Uh, Gunn recalls that during the film's premiere screening, he spent more time watching Fillion's mother than watching the movie. Uh, she was jumping from scares, flailing from worry, and Gunn joked, I didn't want to put your mother down, but I think there was some urine trickling down around my feet. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Gunn points out that while he's hardened on gore effects and such, the dog corpse that Starla finds in her basement made him, quote, really sick.
0: Yeah, they were pretty realistic looking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, really, really bothered me. I thought the flayed dog was worse, you know, Yeah, in the farm, but yeah, the ones in the basement were gross too.
0: Yeah, I feel like the ones in the basement seemed uh, like more- Like uh, rotted? Well, they seemed just, they looked like real yeah. to me. Yeah. Whereas did. the flayed dog, I was like, this is a little bit excessive for gore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the scene with Grant visiting Brenda and her baby was filmed in a house in British Columbia that smelled of cat piss and other odors. Uh, Gunn recalls being stuck in there gagging while the rest of the crew were thankful to be outside. Damn. And so not only was that a horrific scene,
0: it also reeked of cat piss. Oh, so some lady's house? Yeah, that it was just some person's like house. Oh, God damn it. I don't know
1: why they filmed in a cat piss house. I guess it had the right vibe. Yeah, that sucks. Let's see. Grant is established as wealthy and worried about other men showing active interest in his beautiful wife. And he has this controlling side that is definitely inching towards uh, the wrong side of turning ugly. But when given a chance to sleep with Brenda, he refuses her advances. Uh, James Gunn revealed that Grant died as soon as he was infected. But the resulting entity re- retained much of his personality, including his genuine love for Starla.
0: Yeah. Sweet Grant Grant.
1: Yeah. Kind of uh, makes the rest of it make sense, too. Mm-hmm. Kylie's mom has to vomit on her, says Gunn. But we only had three of those jackets. It took three takes. The first two of which resulted in minor dribbles from the actress's mouth. They rehearsed, and uh, Iris Quinn learned that she really had to cough to get the stuff to spurt out the way I wanted, and then she was able to vomit appropriately on her daughter's face. <laughs>
0: that was a good. That was a good moment. Yeah, it's really gross. It's also really scary. But the, yeah. it's funny because it, the movie is offset by the humor. Because like the whole time, you're like. Um, and whatever horrifying thing is happening you're you're still like well oh, this is this is just good fun you know
1: yeah it is it's like it is because it is kind of horrifying and like it, yeah I remember it being like kind of disturbing and scary the first time I saw it but it was like so funny that you really walks that line yeah the shot of Brenda's baby in the crib teething on a tomato was originally accompanied by a bit of dialogue explaining why I don't know if you noticed that but the baby is in the crib and has a fucking tomato it's sucking on Wait what baby Brenda's baby oh weird. Uh, why? Uh, well, Brenda says that tomatoes are cheaper than toys, and that the infant actually softens them up, thereby making them better for cooking. Okay, this is in the movie. They cut this line. Oh, they cut that line. Okay. <laughs> Inspiration for the film, according to James Gunn, uh, the first image that hit his mind was of a young woman with an alien-like worm flapping and burrowing into her mouth. Uh, the story and title came later, as he decided to bring back the feel of the films he loved uh, from the '80s. Specifically, he mentions wanting to honor *The Fly*, *The Thing*. Basket Case, Return of the Living Dead, and more. The car crash scene was filmed on a night that was below zero and at the mercy of a Hell's Angels party across the street. Damn. One of the bikers got a ticket for crossing a barricade into the production area, and he subsequently became very angry. He began setting off fireworks to interrupt the filming. Fuck,
0: that sucks. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have given him a ticket. Yeah, right. Like, but it's tough because like productions have police officers who aren't like, they're not the production. They're yeah. just like, they're police officers. So they're like, if you diso- if you break the law, we're gonna give you a ticket. Yeah, but, but it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really have. It's not the production's fault necessarily.
1: Yeah, if it's the hell's angels, though, I feel like you know you just ask the politely ask him not to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Please
0: like, get on with your day, uh, sir. Don't uh, don't upset those guys. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah, turns out they can be petty.
0: Yeah, I, and, and if I were fireworks, if I were a cop, I would I'd be terrified. of <laughs> the Hells angels?
1: Yeah, no, I would not mess with them. <laughs> no. Uh, so, oh, uh, last thing I have here is that, uh, Brenda James, the actress who played Brenda, uh, suffers from both claustrophobia and a meat phobia. Oh uh, God. This made her scenes of the meat products and the ones trapped in the bloaty, bloated body fairly traumatic for her. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's uh that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, I remember her, like, I think I saw an interview, she said she was, like, reading the script and crying. Oh, man, that sucks. You gotta really, like, you want to make a good horror movie, you gotta put actors through some shit. Yeah. Like, even if it's a fun one, they're still gonna, like...
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, actors, they have to do so many things that they don't want to do. It's a tough thing, because it's like, if you... You want the job, you know. Yeah. You know it's a good job. You know it's like a, with a good bunch of people. Probably pays pretty well. Probably pays pretty well, and even if it doesn't, it's like, oh, this could lead to more things in my career. But people, I mean, I don't know. That's it sucks. Like if yeah. you, if I had a meat phobia, I, you know, I wouldn't want to fucking do that at all. No. But if I were an actor who had a meat phobia and they had me, I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah, I've never heard of a meat phobia. Before, Neither have I. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, have she have a vegetarian. have vegetarian.
1: I assume so. Probably if you look at her imdb she has a bunch of stuff before this and only one more credit after this and then she,
0: no more ah, acting fuck. yeah and i was
1: wondering if that like i was like "Ooh, did that ruin acting for her was yeah. that she was just
0: like i've had enough of this either that or like she really thought it was gonna take off and then she you know she was like i'll eat this meat because i'm gonna my career is gonna get going here yeah 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 she was doing okay before she's it seemed fine. like she's fine yeah hopefully she's all right she's doing fine but uh <laughs> that's all i got great it's pretty good. I think we did it. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Is there anything else we want to say about Slither? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it, it's fun. You should watch it. It's on yeah. Amazon. Recommend it. You can watch it on like YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Rent it for four bucks. Give it a watch. A fun, fun time. It's worth the four bucks. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, um, by the next episode, we're going to be doing this remote. I'm going to be in New York. Yep. Wish me luck. Good luck, buddy. I think we'll be fine. And I think you're going to do great
1: there. You know, Thanks. it's not your first time in New York. No, no, it'll be fun. And you're going for two months and then we'll see. Yeah. You'll be back at least for November, right? Yeah.
0: I'll be back in November and um, I'll be working on my one man show while I'm out there. And then I'll be running it here in LA on the 4th at the Yard ER Theater. If anybody's in LA and wants to come out and see it. November 4th. Yeah. November 4th. As we get closer to the time, I'll I'll, I'll give like a, a, you know, time of a day like 8 p.m. probably but yeah uh yeah um sweet we'll look out for that yeah cool man yeah this well, has been yeah. the only horror movie podcast
1: yeah thanks you know we know we're we're your only option for horror movie podcast but we really appreciate you listening either way yeah still and uh yeah no one's done it still haven't
0: no. I mean even, even after we've done it people still ch-
1: yeah I eventually somebody's gonna copy our idea but you know all right folks all right thanks guys bye till next time <laughs> Ha ha ha!